Welcome to Sodile Illusions. This is the Mandalorian recap for Season 2, Episode 3, Chapter 11 overall, The Heiress. Listen to last week's recap. You know that I was really not a fan of the second episode of the series, mostly because I thought it was stupid. The whole plotting, the action was great, but this is Star Wars, and even in... Uh, Lesser prequel entries like Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith. Those have great action scenes. We expect great action scenes from Lucasfilm, but great action scenes are not enough. You need a little something more than that. You need some plot, some uh, writing, all of that kind of good stuff that helps make a well-rounded episode. And this episode really uh, was a big step up from uh, last week. I do, I do want to uh, start off by touching on some of the, the themes that I've been complaining about for these past two episodes and also in my written recaps. And that is the idea that this season, at least up till now, we probably won't see as much of uh, that moving forward, but this season has, has tried to center its core plot around the idea that in order to find Baby Yoda's kind, in order to return the foundling, to its kind, Mando has to find other Mandos. Now, you know, is is this something that, that he needs to go uh, travel by sublight and get stuck on a nice planet full of spiders uh, so that a frog lady can help him find the other Mandos? Uh, I mean, that's, that's kind of where this quest... The whole notion of needing to find other Mandos so far has mostly been sort of an excuse, a backdrop to which uh, all of the sort of side quests can be uh, set against and not necessarily all that important. Now he has found other Mandos. They're not exactly the kind of Mandos he thinks because they removed their helmets, but, you know, at, at least we got the ball forward on, on that front. But, but with all of that in mind... And sort of why I've been frustrated with with the whole notion of using this kind of of device is that it leads to kind of awkward scenarios where okay, so if we if we accept that last episode had to happen, that Mando had to travel by sublight so that Frog Lady's eggs didn't crap out, so that he could take her to the planet Trash, so that she could tell him, so that her husband could tell him where to find these other Mandos. They get to the planet, and all her husband does, all Mr. Frog Lady does, is point at a bar. That, that's the big reveal. Last episode was totally invalidated. Mando did not have to go to this planet in order to get this vital information that he essentially could have found on Star Wars Yelp. Oh, you want advice? Why don't... Here, you risked... You risked your life. Your ship is in tatters. You can only travel. I mean, this is like, he can't seal the rest of his ship, and the X-Wing pilots wouldn't help him seal the rest of his ship. He has to travel by cockpit. He did all of that. He can't He can't go anywhere else on, on board the Razor Crest. The Razor Crest is in tatters, all so that Mr. Frog Lady can point at a bar and say, there you go, there you go. It's It's ridiculous. And, I, I mean, to some extent, it, like, if I were to spend 20 minutes just harping on this one idea, yeah, you could accuse me of nitpicking. But for now, it's not nitpicking. It can't be nitpicking because this is so stupid. It's ridiculous. Frog, The whole Frog Lady subplot thing is, is just unnecessary. 
and we owe it to everybody to call it as such. But that said, all of that led us to uh, some really fun stuff, such as the reveal of Bo-Katan from uh, the animated series Star Wars The Clone Wars and Star Wars Rebels, which are both also on Disney+. Plus. So if you haven't seen those, uh, you can go check those out. And actually, I mean, with that in mind, one of the things that The Mandalorian does supremely well is it's full of Easter eggs and fun. I mean, Bo-Katan is not an Easter egg. That's something, she's something that uh, longtime fans of the series uh, know her character well. And it's also fun to have Katie Sackhoff, who... Uh, voiced the character in the animated series. Her likeness was used for the character, and now we have her actually appearing live action. That is extremely cool, and we will probably get to see that uh, at some point in the future with uh, Asqua, mispronouncing her name probably, um, who's probably going to be played by uh, Rosario Dawson. But we're going to see her at least, uh, uh, maybe not next episode, but uh, at some point, and that's been teased. So that's, I mean, you don't have to have watched Star Wars The Clone Wars or Star Wars Rebels to find this episode compelling and to find her character compelling or to just be wowed by the idea that you have some uh, two female Mandos flying around uh, saving. I mean, just just to go back to, to Mr. Frog Lady and his great tip for a bit. He says, go to the bar. Mando goes to the bar is told that he can't sit there. Uh, he either has to take his helmet and eat the octopus chowder that was attacking Baby Yoda, or he can pay for information. That puts him on a, a fishing boat to go look for mammacores, but really they just want his armor, and they're going to push him in to the water to take his armor, and Baby Yoda's bassinet can't fly, so that's also in the water. And for a second, it looks like Baby Yoda's going to get eaten. I mean, not really, but uh, then it's all rescued. I mean, Mr. Frog Lady got Mando in a lot of trouble. And what does Mando do? He goes back and says, hey, can you watch my kid while I go uh, attack this Imperial cruiser? I mean, does anybody care that this information sucked? Did he go back in the bar to that Mon Calamari and say, yo, dude, this intel you gave me, these Quarren... I mean, we've got the two sort of squid species on the... Uh, we have our Mon Calamari, and then we have the Quarren, the, who, who have the boat. Very unconvincing CGI uh, around the boat, by the way. Um, yeah, I mean, this is just... Uh, it's ridiculous. I, I <laughs> But uh, this is the way, I guess, uh, to quote the Mandalorians. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, politics of Mandalore, because up until now, I mean... If you're the audience, you, and if you've watched uh, the Clone Wars or Rebels, or if you're just, or if you've watched Attack of the Clones, putting aside the fact that Jango Fett is not a Mandalorian, you know that um, some people who wear that armor take their helmets off. The Mandalorian, Mando, I don't want to call him Din. Some recaps do that. I don't want to do that. Uh, we'll just call him Mando, and we will not call the child. We will not call Baby Yoda the child. We'll call him Baby Yoda, although he is a child. I was using the child in that sense in a lowercase fashion, and not in the way that all the merchandising does. Not that that matters, but if you're just a casual audience member, uh, you may be wondering why doesn't he take his helmet off? And the show has uh, last season tried to explain it. You know, this is the way all of that crap, the religious stuff. But now we learn that actually 
it's possible that uh, that Mando's uh, sect of Man- of Mandalorian lore is uh, not actually the only way, but that uh, Mando is part of a more extremist sect called the uh, uh, he would be a child of the Watch, which broke apart from uh, the broader Mandalorian culture and. Uh, you know, I mean, that, that to some extent would kind of explain why, uh, why last season Mando and all his buddies were hiding underground or they do shady work with the Empire. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't want to get too ahead of what the show is putting in front of us because there, there would – anytime – like even, even if you go into the stuff like Bo-Katan being part of the Death Watch and all of uh, – the stuff in Star Wars Rebels, uh, to some extent, this is this will fall into the category of overanalyzing, overanalysis. Uh, which, if you're listening to a Mandalorian uh, recap show, maybe you maybe you do want that. So <laughs> it's tough to say, but I guess like as I was writing my recap and as I sit here now, I'm thinking to myself, okay, are we going to see a a sort of broader because uh, because Mandalor like. Uh, the, the Mandalorian has, our, our title character has shied away from uh, wanting to go back to Mandalore, saying, you know, everybody goes there is cursed, it's dangerous, all of that. And Bo-Katan and the Death Watch come from a uh, different side of that equation. And uh, maybe, maybe we'll see some kind of uh, unification, or maybe Mando will join their group, and then we could see Pedro Pascal on, uh, uh, you know, show his face in episodes. I mean... The show really wants you to believe that sometimes Pedro Mescal is uh, doing the body double for the Mandalorian. I think unless they explicitly show you photos of such, uh, it's safe to believe that he's pretty much never there. I've said that before. Uh, maybe, maybe we'll see a, a broader Mandalorian culture war. Maybe they'll go and team up and go fight there. Uh, it's possible. I, I, I think. To say that's likely or, or that they'll go back there, I, maybe next season, maybe the season afterward. I, I'm not seeing it in the general future. I mean, let's put it this way. We are on episode three of eight. Next episode will be the halfway point for the series, uh, for the, the season. And, I mean, it's even less than that when you when you consider that uh, episode seven will spend most of its time preparing for the finale. And then the finale will uh, try and sort of put a cap on what they've been doing this season. And that's, you know, if you if you factor in that, um, you know, the past uh, two episodes were kind of a lot of dragging your feet. These are the, we're, we're not we're we're, we're not going to see a broader. Uh, I, we may not see more Mandalorians. Well, maybe we'll see. The, we we could just see them uh, a few more times this season. If that, maybe we'll. Yeah, I don't want to say we're we're not going to see them for the rest of the season, but the way that this show is pacing, it, it moves at such a glacier slow pace that uh, a lot of this speculation is just going to be so far ahead in the future that I I, I don't know, and I, I don't I don't know how much the show is going to want to expand on themes that were present in Star Wars Rebels. I mean, obvi- like, obviously they're kind of heading in that direction, but the show also at the same time wants to be in a position where it's appealing to casual fans and then also great, uh, you, know, you know, diehard fans of the series. And I'm aware that as uh, this podcast is probably catering more toward the latter, I mean, we could go in that ro- 
route, but I, I just I, I don't want to I don't want to make false promises or <laughs> suggest that the series is going to get a lot more dense than uh, what we've seen. And what we I mean, this episode is a is is kind of a, a great encapsulation of that. It's a half hour episode where they 35 minutes where they move the ball forward a lot. But I mean, a lot of it is still action, and that's that's great. We got to see some super action sequences aboard the Gazanti class cruiser, the Imperial uh, ship. That if you watch Rebels, you would have seen that. Uh, they do look a lot like some that are in the sequel trilogy. Uh, the sets there are just fabulous, and they're making their jokes uh, before the Mandos get on the ship. They're making their jokes about how stormtroopers uh, can't apparently hit anything. Other people have kind of noted this, and it's kind of a running joke that, I mean, I have always gone, for years and years and years, I've pointed out that that outside of the first couple minutes, if you look at the original trilogy, outside of the attack on the Tantive Four, when in, in the opening scenes of the first movie, the stormtroopers don't actually hit anyone for the rest for the rest of A New Hope, for the rest of Empire, and for the rest of Jedi. The stormtroopers do not actually, with their blasters, hit a damn other person. They don't do it on Cloud City. They don't do it on Endor. I mean, some random people get hit by AT-ATs in, uh, on Hoth, but that's kind of a different story. The Stormtroopers are really, really bad shots, and that's a running joke. They, they, you know, an Ewok throws a rock at a helmet, but Stormtrooper wearing body armor, and he's dead. That's uh, a running joke. And it's, that's a fan joke. I don't know how well served the series is by making that joke. It's like, well, okay, well, if these Stormtroopers are so bad at hitting people, why are they... Why are they the ones, like, why doesn't the Empire get better troops? I mean, that's a fair question. We don't really know. Um, we have some more scenes. Uh, I'm skipping a little bit ahead. We have the scenes where they get off the ship and the Quarren's like, you killed my brother. I mean, how the hell would he know that? And then bo like, no, actually I did. And we have some more fighting. And uh, then there's some uh, chats, chats in that bar. Mando's not mad that he was put on a trap, but uh, okay. Now we're now we're back on the cruiser. That was fun. They're going to get by. I mean, you, the audience, are, are 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 not really expected to believe that they're just there to get some blasters. That's kind of weak. Uh, if that was the case, then maybe they would have picked the blasters off the dead stormtroopers and just kept uh, running by. Some jokes about oh, this is the way. Bo-Katan says to. Uh, we don't learn his name, the Imperial Captain. He is portrayed by longtime TV actor uh, Titus Welliver, who you may have seen in Lost or Deadwood or Sons of Anarchy. Uh, Bosch is kind of an old people show. But you may have seen that. He's been in an absolute ton of TV shows. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, The Good Wife. I mean, now I'm just looking at his, his uh, IMDb page. But a lot of those, I mean, he's one of those faces you would have seen in a lot of stuff. He does way more TV. Uh, he's got some film credits, but TV is, is definitely where he would be known from. And here, uh, well, it's funny. Now we have had three main characters from Deadwood, which is pretty cool. If you're a Deadwood, I mean, The Mandalorian at its heart is a Western, so having Deadwood references is pretty fun. 
So they get on the ship, and we find that they're not really there for the blasters, and the ship has some sort of uh, argument over when they can ascend on Trask space from their atmosphere, I guess. Uh, and that makes sense if you consider that this is a water planet, and if you're really heavily taking off uh, tidal waves, all of that kind of crap. Not fun. So they go in there uh, doing boom-booms on the... Uh, bow, bow, bow. There we go. Special effects. Uh, they're on the ship. And Bo-Katan tells him maybe he should brew some tea. I mean, it would have been nice. Maybe maybe it would have been nice if uh, Mando could have had some tea with his other Mandos and just kind of lifted his helmet up a little bit. I don't know. Maybe that would have been nice. <laughs> but they, uh, they go and um, they take the ship, obviously, and Mando finds out the great... You know, we have a, I am altering the deal, pray that I do not alter it further kind of moment. And, I mean, Mando doesn't really alter grudge with this stuff when he's uh, deceived, but uh, he finds out that he has to go to Kaladin to uh, find uh, Asqua. I really should have looked up how to pronounce that before doing this. <laughs> Gonna go and, uh, you know, the quest continues. And maybe we've seen the last of Frog Lady... At least Baby Yoda doesn't eat any any more of the eggs. Um, I mean, just to touch on that a little bit, there was there was a lot of fan backlash over the constant Baby Yoda e uh, eating of the eggs moment, and I talked about it last week. But that does make sense. I mean, Baby Yoda is an extremely cute character, one of the cutest characters on TV, maybe in TV history, and yet. If the show wants to tell us that frog ladies' eggs are so important for the survival of the frog lady species, then it's not that funny if Baby Yoda's going to go around eating the eggs. And the show just kind of tried to have it both ways on that. I don't think that really worked. I don't think a lot of people thought that it worked. There's now a pop Funko of Baby Yoda going after the uh, egg container. That's, that's pretty fucked up. So, I mean, the, that, that whole scenario, not a, seems like a lot of people weren't really fans of that. I would like to see the show moving forward kind of deal with, uh, Mando's place as a child of the watch, uh, as it relates to, to broader Mandalorian lore, Mandalore, Mandalore lore. I need a new word besides lore. Bo-Katan points out that, that the Mandalorians are, are stronger together making a reference to Hillary Clinton's 2016 campaign slogan. At least they're not going to make Mandalore great again. That would be kind of bad. Um, you know, that's... Uh, I want to see them grapple with that. Will they? I mean, without... The thing with this show is there. there's not a lot of recurring characters, so uh, probably we're not going to see Mandalorians for at least a couple more episodes, so... so it's unclear if we're going to uh, see this dynamic unfold uh, uh, more. But it's interesting because, uh, I mean, it, it's challenging when you think about how has Man Mando grown up not really aware that, that the Child of the Watch is, is just a sliver of Mandalorians. Because there's a lot of them. You know, when he's escaping with the child last season, he's flanked by all his Mando friends. Nobody nobody else knows. They're all just keeping this. And, and the answer to that question could be, yeah. 
But I mean, a, a broader Star Wars issue for a lot of people has been um, the Jedi go away at the end of Revenge of the Sith. And uh, 25 years later, with A New Hope, nobody seems to remember, or, or, or the Jedi are, are, are regarded as, oh, that ancient, your sad devotion to that ancient religion, Lord Vader. Not a direct quote, but close. Uh, in, in A New Hope. I mean, if you're a fan, you're like, well, hang on a second. The Jedi have not been gone for all that long. Like, how does nobody remember this stuff? And you've got to wonder why, if Mando really just needs to find Jedi, which uh, has been uh, established since uh, last season, why is he going around trying to find other Mandos to help him? I don't know. I'm not sure the show knows. I mean, this isn't... The writing on this show is not that great. There's a reason these recaps are not an hour long and we don't bring lots of people on to talk about it. If we were to do that, we would just be overanalyzing way too much stuff. So, I mean... But this episode was fun. It was great to see Moff Gideon again. Darksaber, that's going to be something that's going to uh, play a big role. Probably by the end of the season, one would hope. I mean, it'd be it'd be kind of weak if they uh, tease that at the end of last season and we don't really see it at all this season. I think we will. And Bo-Katan wants it. I, I expect we'll probably see her uh, play a role in, in the events of the finale, of this season's finale. So... That'll be that'll be fun. Uh, it's always great to see him again, uh, Moff Gideon. That is him in an abstract. I mean, I want to see Carl Weathers' character again. Grief. I I don't need to see Gina Carano again. I assume we will. Uh, <laughs> she probably would have said something if we hadn't. Uh, this is uh, this this episode was good. It uh, moved the ball forward. A lot of great action sequences. Um, I always like a 35-minute episode on a streaming service. A lot of the Netflix shows will drag on. There'll be uh, 55 minutes. There'll be an hour or five minutes. And there'll be episodes that uh, could be 20 minutes shorter. And that's, you know, I'm acutely aware that podcasts can also fall into the same trap, which uh, we try not to do when we keep these episodes short. But, um... A lot of good stuff here. I, I, my only complaint would really be that the Razor Crest is in tatters, and a thousand imper- uh, a, a thousand credits is probably not enough to uh, have it fixed by Mon Calamari. Uh, that that seemed to be kind of uh, I don't know how did that thing go into hyperspace. I I would love to know the economics of of ship repair because when when. When Han, when the hyperdrive on the Falcon was broken in Empire, uh, I mean, Lando's his friend, but uh, we don't know how expensive that was. We don't know the ease with which that was repaired. Uh, we don't see that here, but we do see a lot of cool things like the refurbished ATAT that pulled him out of the water, a lot of good callbacks. Uh, and I say that as somebody who thinks kind of callbacks are stupid when I, you know, I am altering the, I mean, we, we, we see some, uh, you know, look over there, stop them with the stormtroopers. Uh, that kind of stuff was funny. So with that in mind, I think we're probably about wrapped up. You know, an episode like this gets people really excited about stuff like the Clone Wars and Rebels, which are shows that, uh, I mean, they, they appeal to kids, but uh, there's a lot of good stuff there. The animation is great. The plotting is great. Uh, they're fun. You should go check them out. They're on Disney+. Plus. Uh, maybe that information will, will be valuable later on. Maybe it won't. I'm still not totally convinced they're going to dive into the uh, Mandalorian lore, lack of a better word. <laughs> I think that's probably a few seasons away. That, that explains my hesitance to really say, well, 
You know, Man- Mando has a crisis of character, and he will leave the Child of the Watch now that he knows. Uh, maybe we'll see some development uh, on that front uh, for the rest of the season. Maybe a teensy bit. I- I- I'm a little skeptical. Maybe I'll be proven wrong, but this episode was fun, and uh, I'm certainly excited for next week. And I can't believe we're almost at the halfway point. It feels like just yesterday, but uh, that's a sign of a good show. So thank you so much to everybody for listening, and we will see you next time. Dun 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 dun. Cue theme music. Dun 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 dun. dun.